I, I don't I don't re-listen to my shows. Like I get them done, they're uploaded for the team to take care of, and I never listen to them again. And I don't understand that some people have the time to listen to their own episodes like five times and they're really freaking themselves out. They're like, oh, I had an um at this, you know, 21 minute and 42 second mark. And I dropped a pen in this one. I should have said that. And they just really overthink it. I just say, get it done. Do your best, but don't worry about it. Welcome back to Oh My Pod. I'm Justin. And I'm Celine. We have a really, really cool guest today. His name is Mark Mawinney. And I'm going to hop right into his bio. So Mark Mawinney is a coach for other coaches. He's also a podcaster and an entrepreneur. Mark has been podcasting since before it was hip and trendy with his podcast, Natural Born Coaches, that he's been creating since 2014. That's when I was in grade nine. So (laughs) it's been a while. He's done over 800 episodes, um, which is insane. Mark also has a Facebook group for coaches called The Coaching Jungle, which boasts over 24,000 members. He made a promise that once he made it as a coach, he would help other coaches do the same. And he is doing that. He's doing that right now. Um, And I came across Mark actually from a podcast that we produce called The Picture of Wealth. And I was listening actually to the, I was just listening to the episode to see like, oh, how's our audio quality? How's our editing going? And I was listening through and hearing everything. And then as I was kind of listening to the audio quality, I start hearing a bit more and more about, about Mark and what he's, what he's up to. And then something in that episode um, piqued my interest when he said, you know, like it was something along the lines of every, every business should, should get a coach at some point, probably a bit more eloquent than that. But it, it really, I don't know. I just thought, yeah, like, I don't, I don't really know exactly what we're doing with Podigy. I don't know exactly what our message is and decided that I was going to go and get a business coach. And so I, I reached out to somebody that I'd been following on Instagram for about a year. Um, I knew that he was a good coach, knew that he did good work and reached out to him. And a week later, I had bought his program, which was not cheap at all, but it's been probably the most valuable thing that we've done for Podigy so far. And it's helped us create a, what feels like an entirely new business. So mm-hmm. that is the truly the power of podcasting. I'm really grateful that Mark ended up on that show because I don't know where we would be if we hadn't done the business coaching thing. Yeah, it was really funny because you were listening at the gym and you came over to me and we're like, we need a business coach. <laughs> yeah, immediately. So yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. So Mark, <laughs> yeah, Mark did a great job. So thanks for coming on the show. Uh, and how are you doing today? I'm doing good. And as a lover of puns, I like your guys title for the show. Yeah, right. Uh, great. <laughs> I saw a picture the other day of a, a chair store, furniture store, and it was called uh, Shack of Set. which I thought was great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I knew from uh, the episode with, uh, with Dustin on the picture of Wolf that you, you love your jokes. It's really, uh, (laughs) totally, (laughs) totally. That's great. Um, so I like to do like sort of like a little icebreaker, um, which is completely unrelated to everything else. So, uh, what in your opinion is the most beautiful place that you've ever traveled to in your life? You know, it's funny with my travel, it's been restricted to this side of uh, the pond, the ocean. I haven't oh, okay. been over to Europe or anything Oh, really? Like okay. No, it's been, you know, I've been to Mexico and, you know, mm-hmm. a place like that. It's funny, um, a lot of the places I've been to in the U.S. are what you'd consider traditionally beautiful spots that people are necessarily going. So th- this one might be a little different, but th- then I'll give an answer that's a little closer to home to give a plug for my local tourist industry. But 
um, anywhere down the States, if I've gone speaking at events to conferences or whatever, um, I love like all the cities, you know, just being somewhere different. Uh, I'm here on the East coast of Canada. I know you guys are on the West coast. Yeah. Uh, but I always come back with like more energy and different ideas and things like that. So the, like I said, the places that I'd be mentioning would be like, this sounds funny to say beautiful places, but like, you know, like Vegas, I've been a couple times. I love the yeah, energy. Yeah. You know, San Diego, uh, I would be um, doing so much personal development stuff if I was in San Diego, because when I was there, like the number of conferences and everything that are all right there, it's ground zero uh, for personal development, which I would absolutely love. So I know that's not your picturesque, you know, proposed to your girlfriend places, but I I think everywhere (laughs) in Mexico's got its pluses too, you know, totally watching narcos or breaking bad or whatever what you'd assume mexico is you know there's some beautiful yeah. spots um i'll say closer to home on the east coast of canada i'm pretty close to prince edward island i don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have been over this no. way wanna, that's a really go. cool cool island um you know it's uh, i go there uh, quite often because i'm close to to prince edward island so i'd encourage people to come over and check that out because it's a really neat be- it's a beautiful spot Nice. Yeah, I, I really, I really want to go over to that side of Canada because I've never been, and I, yes, yeah, I don't know, I have, too. I have this feeling that it like kind of looks like Scotland or Ireland or something, and I really, I really like that type of landscape. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a little um, quieter vibe than say BC or Ontario. Yeah. A lot of Canadians are discovering uh, since COVID that, oh, there's more to Canada east of Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see a lot more license plates from other parts of the country because we've cool. got everyone moving here because of COVID, trying to get to a little bit quieter uh, uh, way of life and away yeah. from uh, people where it's a little more spread out and uh, mm-hmm. the real estate prices are better than bigger markets, although they're skyrocketing. Yeah. Uh, now, thanks, guys, for j- jacking up our real estate prices. Now. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so the, like one of the main reasons that we, that we wanted to bring you onto the show, um, among other things was that you have this podcast, which at this point is like this evergreen giant of content. You've got like 800 episodes, um, which is crazy. And so what we're trying to figure out with these interviews, well, we're kind of learning on the go as also as to what we're trying to figure out, but why did you start your podcast in 2014? Like what was, what was the thing that, that made you decide to do something like podcasting when in 2014, it probably would have been more like, I don't know, websites and blogs and stuff like that. And podcasting was still very, very young. Yeah. It feels like so long ago, right? Like the stone age. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically I started my coaching business in uh, March of 2014 And I was honestly looking for ways to get just like any coach, I think, or entrepreneur should be looking for ways to get their name, their message out to more people, you know, Mm -hmm. potential clients. And I was familiar with podcasting because uh, for years, I, I say years, probably, I don't know, three or four years, I'd been listening to baseball podcasts and some business ones. There wasn't nearly the selection that there is nowadays, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was familiar with podcasting that way. And, um, actually saw what John Lee Dumas was doing uh, with Entrepreneur on Fire. And mm-hmm. he had started, I believe it was 2012. And so I thought, well, it's working for John. I ended up um, buying his and Kate's um, Podcasters Paradise uh, coaching program. We're talking about the value of coaching and yeah. learned from them how to do it. And oh, so you actually like, bought a course about how to do a podcast as yeah, an entrepreneur. Yeah, jo- joined mm-hmm. their community. That was great. Um and I thought, oh, well, John is doing it every day. So I'll do daily too. How hard could it be? You know? And my show is daily for the first year, uh, 350-ish some episodes. 
I was editing myself at the time because my brother, Matt, who now has a pot, he started his podcast production business in 2015. So mm-hmm. the, the, a year later, I very happily handed it, it over and said, here you go, knock yourself out. Uh, but for that year, I was editing a daily show as well. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah, I wow. give you guys credit because I'd rather get a root canal than edit. You know, I'm pretty sure that was uh, why a relationship died back then because I was in front of my laptop all the time, you know, and she had to watch me. Uh, record edit shows and everything else but yeah it's now a weekly frequency it's been for years and um that's i like that pace but oh to answer your question um podcasting i just enjoyed it i didn't overthink it i said i'm just going to jump in learn how to do it i bought that program and then just i'm glad that i didn't uh, think okay i have to have 800 and some episodes or all this stuff would have probably freaked me out and it would have been too much but it's like that old saying, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You know, I just got started. It's, it's uh, snowballed and here we are today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Very, very, yeah. Good, good point. I thought with... I was late to the party, by the way. I um, I thought I was too late in 2014 because like, oh, gee, if I only I was like John getting started in 2012 and <laughs> I missed the boat, you know, and now people are saying that about me. They're like, well, it's easy for you, Mark, to talk about podcasts and you've been doing this since 2014. I'm too late. Mm-hmm. I'm like. You're never too late. You know, there's never a perfect time. Just jump in and do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Wow. Um, I want to ask another question on that. So yeah. from from when you started to now, like, how has it changed for you? Like in in terms of like, like, when do you think it has grown the most? Um, and, and just how podcasting changed over the years? Like, have you noticed anything big? Um. You know, it's been relatively stable, I think. Uh, take, for example, the format of my show has always been roughly, besides switching frequency from daily to weekly, it's, um, you know, always been roughly 30-minute show. Um, really, uh, I would say as the years gone on, it, it went, it was less, it's become less scripted. So in the early days, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask these questions every single episode, these consistent ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I kind of threw that away and said, I will just, I hate to say wing it. Like I check in on my guests. I'll watch some of their videos, read some of the stuff they've written before they come on, but I'm not doing uh, weeks of research and all this. It's just, let's see where the conversation goes. Yeah. You just want to have a, yeah. a conversation like you would with a, a regular human. That's like the the whole, you know, that's the whole medium. That's what it's for. Totally. Yeah. I don't know if much has uh, changed to answer your question, Selena. Mm-hmm. I hope that I'm better than, I, I don't want to listen to the early ones because I would probably <laughs> want to, I was going to say, uh, I, I, and you normally say gouge your eyes out if you're watching it, but if it's your ears, I'd want to fill my ears with concrete so I couldn't hear it. There we oh, go. I think Damn. me and Justin both know how that is because Justin has been a musician and has really old oh, music oh stuff. Yeah, and I you used don't to even... have a YouTube channel and I can't even look at it yeah. and it's listen like, to it. Like unboxings of LOL dolls and things or not? It's yeah, not it's... like that. <laughs> no, it's, that's not it, no. <laughs> Um, no, my first story, my uh, early stages, I had a Blue Yeti microphone, not realizing how um, sensitive it was. So it oh, was yeah. a little too close to me. And yeah. uh, one of my friends said, hey, Mark, I heard the new show. Congrats. He's like, can I, um, I just let you know about something? I'm like, oh, sure. What? And uh, he said, I can hear your breathing, like your nostrils, um, you know, from it. And it's, I don't know if you guys watch The Simpsons. There's that old Simpsons episode where Homer's um, in church with Ned, and he's been annoying Ned all episode. And uh, they're praying, and then uh, Homer's nose is like wheezing. It's like making the noise. And Ned finally flips out and says, breathe through your damn mouth. And the whole church is all shocked. Uh, that's how I felt like I was like Darth Vader or something. But anyways, I can laugh about it now. I, I have no desire to go back and listen to the first year of episodes. 
Totally. Yeah. 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 I know. I know that feeling with music. I mean, like, I feel like it's even worse with music because there's more ways that you can be crap at music than there are in podcasting. You know what I mean? Like it was just can't even believe it. And I'm sure I'll look back again and say the exact same thing later on the road too. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't, I don't re-listen to my shows. Like I get them done. They're uploaded for the team to take care of and I never listen to them again. And I don't understand that some people at the time to listen to their own episodes like five times and Mm -hmm. they're really freaking themselves out. They're like, oh, I have an um at this, you know, 21 minute and 42 second mark. And I dropped a pen in this one. I should have said that. And they just really overthink it. I just say, Mm -hmm. get it done. Do your best, but don't worry about it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So um, what what I want to... I want to briefly say something and then, and then I'll ask a question about it. Cause what we're, what we're doing now um, with our business is we're finding that, that coaches are one of the best people that that our offer can help because um, the podcasting, the, the medium of podcasting is, is really about um, educating people, talking about things that you're passionate about, you know, creating a lot of really great content that helps people in small little snippets and everything. And, um, and proving that you that you that you know what you're talking about, because I think like to hire a coach, I mean, I probably wouldn't hire a coach if I didn't think that they were like an expert at what they did. Mm-hmm. Oh. And podcasting is, I think, a great way to um, prove that you're an expert. Um, but in terms of your your podcast, I mean, you've done so many episodes now. It's obviously costing you money to to produce like you, you've outsourced it. If it wasn't costing you money to produce, it'd be costing you time, which is which is money, sometimes even more money. Um, what what are you getting back from it? Like, why do you continue to to do it? It can't. I mean, I understand that you really like it. It's obvious if you've done it for this long. But what's the other value that that it's that it's bringing to your business? Um, I'll sound like who was it, Mister Krabs on uh, on SpongeBob when he says money, but that's you know <laughs> anyone who uh, don't get money, money, money. That, yeah, <laughs> you know that sounds really crass, so I, I don't want to sound like yeah, just the Gordon Gecko or something. But mm-hmm. if you're not doing a podcast with the intention of getting an ROI, then I'd suggest you you know look at getting an ROI. And some people will do podcasts for hobbies. You know, they're into Star Wars or antique cars or whatever. And I get it. Yeah. Uh, but it, but you really should be looking at how can this grow my business. And I wouldn't have done 800 and some episodes if it wasn't um, giving me a good ROI on it and, and yeah. getting my name and message out there. Um, the other thing, and I'm not an affiliate for you guys, but uh, so this is an honest uh, plug for you, but I got a sneak peek of your offer um, behind the scenes for coaches, and I think it's great uh, for oh, good. ones that want to get into podcasting. So, yeah, uh, sure, yeah. yeah. It just uh, I'm saying that with no compensation or anything like that, just to let people know. Clip that, um, clip that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll look in the mailbox for that money you promised uh, for saying yeah. that. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh that's good advice though. I saw so I I I don't know. I kind of think that some people start their podcast and they're just going to I mean like you did. You're just going to get into it, start talking to people and and just get that first step of the 1000 going. But uh yeah, having an intention of making some uh some money back from it is is important. It's not going to be, you know, ad revenue. That's that's a quite a misconception I think a lot of times, but um, what are the other, you know, 10 ways that you can make money Well, you can get clients and all these things. But so like, are you finding that you, you get, you actually get people coming to you and then working with you from the podcast or, uh, 
or how are like how are you getting your ROI? Like what what is it? Yeah. So it's interesting. I'll ask uh, people who start working with me, "Hey, how did you hear about me?" And I find out that they're usually they're, they say, "Well, I listen to your show sometimes, but I'm also in your Facebook group and I'm on your email list. So I'm getting your daily emails, and they can't pinpoint which one." So in a perfect world, people would be subscribed to my show. They'd be on my email list, in the Facebook group, everywhere else. And then that way you're making sure that they're hearing what you have to say because it's so noisy now, um, even compared to 10 years ago when I got started, uh, that it's uh, you have to cut through that noise. So you want people to be in your ecosystem. Um, I will say that a lot of podcasters make a mistake. They think, oh, I'll just start a show and then people magically come to the door, clients, customers or whatever. And it's not like that. You, you know, there's two um, sides of the coin. First, you have to have um, a good show that's giving value, obviously. Uh, but then you also have, the, have to have the business on the back end that you're directing people to. Uh, so the main ways I monetize my show, uh, there's obviously coaching clients from it, but uh, it's also joint venture partners. Uh, so I will um, partner with people who have something that helps coaches. It could be in a program, service, whatever. And uh, one of the perks, I have a whole package that they pay for, and I'll, I'll promote them hard for a week and everything else. And one of the things it includes is a spot on my podcast. So people don't have to pay to be on my show. Uh, so, uh, there are people that come to my show that aren't paying, but often it is a joint venture partner who that's one of the perks because the show is booked up pretty tight. Uh, but I guarantee a certain number of spots for my JV partners. So there's another way to do it. Yeah. I It's funny. I've never heard of that. I've uh, I've seen that you, actually the episode that I listened to it had like a oh. a, a spot at the at the front of um, maybe a web website or some, something yeah builder yeah well, well I have a yeah that's right uh, Pinnacle Brands is my current uh, so that's a super JV sponsor and okay. uh, what that is is um, for the whole year they get a bunch of perks like um, an ad on each of every episode of my podcast they get the banner in my Facebook group they get yeah. I saw that. Yeah. We're part of that group. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The PS at the bottom of all my daily emails. That's my partner there and so on. So they're basically everywhere I'm at online. Um, I'm pr- promoting them. They're the, the super sponsor, I guess you'd say. So I'm a bigger fan of that to charge a large amount of money and then have them all across the board. As mm-hmm. you mentioned or hinted at earlier, it's a little tricky to get sponsors. You know, like yeah. I've had in, in my early days, um, I was selling sponsorships for like 500 bucks a month or something like that. It's hard mm-hmm. to cobble t- together enough sponsorship money that way. So I prefer to do it. If anyone wants to check out how I structured it, it's jvwithmark.com and that's Mark oh. with a C. And then you'll see kind of the package, the way that I have the offerings and how I tie the podcast into it. Yeah. So you're, you're sort of using the podcast, not as a standalone tool, but, but as a, a part of the the whole sphere of what, like, you don't you don't have a, you don't have a, a massive uh, show that people are paying tons of money to be on, but you've got all these things with all these um, different yeah. people involved. And it's also niche. Well, niche coach, coach coaches is very, very broad, but, but still it's niche enough. Um, that's kind right. of, yeah, it's pretty, pretty genius. Yeah. I think, um, well, Celine, you'd ask what's changed with podcasting. Uh, nowadays you do have to be a little more focused or niche down. Um, mm-hmm. not saying it can't happen, but I, I do think that John with entrepreneur on fire caught lightning in a bottle when he did it. Cause there weren't a lot of shows what with what he's doing and yeah. it was novel it was, he was doing daily at the time it's like oh wow seven days a week or whatever mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of people since then have jumped in to try to copy that model and it just hasn't worked because it's too broad the same thing goes for facebook groups or really anything 
um, if you try to appeal to everyone with something like, oh, this is a podcast or a group for motivation or for success or it's for happiness. Yeah, yeah, it's way too broad. So um, yeah. you do have to keep a, a focus now more than ever because there are so many more shows, even though a lot of them are in purgatory. You don't know if they're dead or alive, but still there are a lot of shows out there. Yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, uh, somebody talking, uh, one of the biggest people in the podcast production industry saying that they had a client come to them who wanted to do a podcast for open banking in Morocco or something like that. Some, some oh, like wow. really, really. Yeah. I think it was even a less known country than Morocco. I feel like, like. very I obscure like, place. Yeah. They wanted to do a podcast on open banking in this obscure, you know, what country, whatever. And, and she said, no, like, I don't think we should do that. I think we should, you know, do something that might have more of a listenership, more of an audience. Yeah. They said, no, like we, we want to do this. She said, I really don't know. We want to do this. And so she goes, all right, let's, let's do it. Like you're paying for it. And she said, it's, it's one of the biggest podcasts that her company's ever produced. It's got like hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of downloads for this open, right? Like, it's like, it's so incredibly niche, but when, when you can show a potential listener or or a potential audience person that you've got something that is specifically for them you break through all the rest of the noise. Like we, you know, we were even thinking of like doing a podcast specifically for coaches who want to do mm-hmm. podcasting. Yeah. Yep. Because at that point it's like, there's all these podcasts about how to do a podcast. But if a coach is scrolling through and saying, okay, I don't know, I don't want, but then they see this is exactly for them. Then you get, some, then you're able to cut through the noise of all the other people who are doing it. Yeah. I heard about someone, uh, she had a, a podcast she's doing for travel it wasn't even travel tips. I think it was something like packing for travel. Like how can you fit more stuff into your suitcase? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if you can come up with enough um, things about it. You, pro- you probably can when you, when, you know, there's so many people interested in it, but that just goes to show instead, if you went out there and said, hey, I have a travel podcast. Well, yeah, there's a million of those. You have mm-hmm. to definitely um, drill down a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely true. I I remember, and I think this is for a lot of people, like they're afraid to niche down because they say, oh, the audience gets, like the potential audience gets smaller, but actually it's completely the opposite. Like you really should, especially yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I, I always say, um, the example I give is uh, you, the only way you could go too far is if you were, let's say, a business coach, because I work with coaches. And if you are if you said, hey, I'm a, a coach for left-handed dentists um, in Boise, Idaho, who are <laughs> going through a divorce and they're looking to sell their business in the next <laughs> six to 12 months and they, and they have to be named bob you know like that's probably a little too you get far. your one client yeah but that's how it's changed in my world uh, one of my early interviews on my show was a business coach for dentist and at the time he had free reign the whole field was open and now a ton of there's a ton of business coaches for dentists uh, so you can see there that um, you have a little bit of time with it but then others kind of catch on to it they jump into it then you of have course. to uh, see yeah. how you can pivot a little bit or change yeah. it up and become yeah. unique again. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I want to know if there's somebody listening to this show and they're thinking, like, what are some of the ways that I can get some listeners into the door? Um, what What have you found has been good to to get people to listen to the podcast? Like, are you including it in your newsletter? Are you uh, like what What's the What's the sitch? Yeah, I mean, there's um. There's always the marketing ways, obviously, use of uh, different channels that you have. But 
I'm going at a bit of a different angle. Um, there's different podcasts you can have. Of course, you could do an interview based and put show. You could do a, a solo show, or you can do a hybrid where you're doing both types of um, inter- uh, episodes. The reason I like an interview style, which Natural Born Coaches is 90, 95% of my shows, there's a guest on there. Yeah. Is that most guests, not all of them, there's the ones, the pet peeve, the ones that don't share it around, but, uh, which happens occasionally, but most mm-hmm. will share it around. So yeah. especially if you're starting out as a new show and you can get some, it doesn't have to be huge names. You don't need Oprah and Tony Robbins on there. But if you get some people with decent followings and then they're sharing it around, that's going to really help grow faster than if you're trying to do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, on another note, it's a lot less work than a solo show. So you guys probably know about that. Like I had a solo show, uh, the Mark Mooney show for a year. I did 50 yep. some episodes. Uh uh, so much more work than natural born coaches because you bet the, yeah like because oh, yeah. you're coming up with everything yourself and yeah. you're carrying the load if you have a guest on it you're just having a conversation and they're carrying a lot of the load there too so oh, yeah for yeah. sure that's definitely yeah. true because i'm the one researching <laughs> usually <laughs> yeah she does and, the research and how is that yeah. like how long does it take you to do one episode right like yeah, like, I mean, it depends, but yeah, it can take a long time, especially yeah. because you don't want to say the most obvious things. Like, you know, That's you don't want to say kicker. the first things that come up on a Google search because everybody can do that. So yeah. I, I do think, yeah, of course, like when you have a guest on, I just like how it naturally flows. And of course, like um, whoever the guest is has a, a maybe a little bit of a different take on everything. So I think mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, like I don't, I, I say in a way, I don't know how Joe Rogan does three hour episodes or whatever, but if I was yeah. getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do that, <laughs> I'd be like, great, you want me on 24 seven? I'll, I'll, we could probably convince you. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could probably, but he does have you. a lot of guests on. Does he, does. he always have yeah. guests on? I don't even know. Yeah, um, any of them. It, it's, always guests. Yeah, yeah. it's always guests. It's always guests. Yeah, it's always guests. It's been guests from the very beginning. Yeah, and they're not twenty, thirty minute type things. They're very long, but he's also being rewarded very well for it. So yeah, yeah. I'd be like, sign me up if you want a ten hour show. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, totally. I'm really only listening to the Joe Rogan ones where they talk about um, ancient civilizations like oh, okay. Egypt oh, yeah, and she stuff. Because the... I'm super into interested and. I definitely listen to the whole thing, yeah, but that's, that's the only episode, like the only episodes that I actually. Yeah, that's to my him. brother and his wife are into those. He, uh, they watch all the shows with the, the guy with the hair and the meme. You know, it's like aliens. That that's oh, what, yeah, their own, yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. <laughs> the meme, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt will tell me he's like, "Oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that?" I'm like, "Did you um, you know, uh, did research that?" Well, no, it was on this ancient whatever civilizations show. I'm like, "Yeah, you may want to check on that." I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, Justin makes fun of me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> of, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. An- another thing that we found is like, I mean, what we like when we're doing this podcast, like we don't really think about like, oh, this person is going to share it or like, or really anything like that. Like, it, to be honest, one of the one of the benefits of having a podcast like this is like, well, we get to learn from people who know a lot more things than we do about all kinds of things. But also we get to really just talk to people in a way that like, I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to really have this conversation otherwise. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of strange in business to just say, Hey, do you want to book a call to to chat? Like, it's kind of, it's not really a thing that people do. I mean, you go for Mm -hmm. coffee, but you don't really do that online, but a podcast is a really good way. It's like an excuse to talk to people. It's an excuse to like get people over here and like, Hey, like, you know, come, come talk about yourself because people love doing that. And then it's like, but also like, 
talk to us and like yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you get to meet Re-ed- people re-education um the interesting thing too is uh, i hear a lot of new hosts who want to get these really big name guests on their show and they've got yep. their dream list and hey i think it's great go for it uh, but don't discount the quote smaller guests because i found guests that don't have a quite as large following will share it so much more often right because mm-hmm. it's a big deal mm-hmm. they're on your yeah. show so yeah. i've had some guests uh, like every day they're sharing it around they tag me and i'm like holy jeez and then there's a bigger name that's on the show that ha- doesn't share it it's like well if someone can't share the episode i mean what can you do i'm not gonna can't send the cops after them or whatever yeah, of but course. i think it's common etiquette if someone has you onto their show and they're given a platform to reach some people they haven't heard before and stuff, then mm-hmm. I think the least you could do is share it around to your audience and let them mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think I think a big thing is also people will want to listen to a podcast where they can see that the guests are somebody really knowledgeable. And we've been really lucky with that, I think, because I would want to listen to the people that we've interviewed because yeah. I know like these are knowledgeable people. Like I want to know what they're saying. The two types of guests that frustrate me are the ones that answer with like couple word answers. And then you're like, wow, this is going to be a five minute long interview. We're going to have to come (laughs) up with stuff. Now on the flip side of it, there's guests that you say, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, it's a 15, 20 minute answer. Yeah. You could go, you know, make a sandwich, take a walk around the block, get a shower, come back. (laughs) And I did have one guest like that. She was a nice lady, but I was thinking, what's, am I being punked here? What's going on? Uh, Because it it was literally a 15 minute answer over something that should have been 30 seconds. And it was like, holy, this is going to be a a tough one. So I think a good balance. um, I don't know about you guys, but. I always find that with my shows, I'm the, if the guest is, t- I want to be talking less than the guest, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's probably a good uh, balance would be maybe me talking a third of the time. Them yeah, I was literally going to say 70, 30 is probably yeah, like in that yeah. ballpark. Um, I've been on some shows as a guest where the host is talking like by far most of the time. It's yeah, what's thinking, the point? Do, yeah. Do you need me here? I'm just going to leave. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it should be a, fr- a free flowing back and forth. So that's the best conversations and the best for the audience as well mm-hmm. yeah oh there's definitely people that are more made for this than others because i happen to listen to a lot of the of the actual recording sessions of our clients mm-hmm. and sometimes i can just tell that somebody's maybe not really made for this whole podcasting thing it just doesn't mm-hmm. work out for them but mostly i have to say most people are like good at it Pretty yeah good at it. or if a host is like um so tell me, Justin and Celine, what are your what is your opinion on? And you can tell they're like reading. That's probably a bit much. I'm a big political junkie, and I listened to an episode, uh, an interview earlier this week. Robert Kennedy Jr. is running um, against Biden for the Democratic nomination. And okay. He's su- super knowledgeable, but in some ways, he's maybe too knowledgeable because he doesn't have the art of the soundbite down. And his answers were just way over the heads of 99 percent of the electorate in the states. I'm sure. So yeah. you need someone to kind of come in and tighten them up a little bit to get those punchier. Get straight uh, to the point. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like for for like for for what our business is doing, um, do you do you think that do you think that like every coach should have a podcast? Like, do you think it's a good idea for us to to be trying to work with with coaches mainly or like what comes to mind? Um well, I don't say people have to do anything. If you, if someone, a coach absolutely hates the whole um, 
medium of podcasting and they prefer, you know, um, twerking on TikTok or something, which isn't my, that's not me. No, Uh, but if they don't like podcasting and the thought of it makes them want to throw up, then geez, absolutely hate it. Then obviously you shouldn't. Same goes with email marketing. If you hate writing stuff, maybe email is not the best way to go. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think for the majority of coaches, they should look at podcasting. Uh, especially now, I mean, if you look at um, how many more people are listening to podcasts in cars uh, with apps, like I remember five years ago, even um, I would be talking to relatives or they're like, so what do you do? This isn't my immediate family, but some distant cousins or aunts, uncles, and uh, they didn't know what podcasts were when I was uh, talking about that. And now pretty much everyone or most people know yeah. what a podcast is. So yeah. to answer yeah. that part of the question, I think most coaches would benefit from having a podcast. Um, as long as they have the business, like the call to action and the offers and stuff set yeah, up. Yeah, ironed out in, in the back yeah, end, yeah. I mean, for you guys, um, I can say I haven't come across many people who are specifically targeting coaches for podcasters. Most are just, hey, it can help you if you're a yeah. you know, entrepreneur or whatever, if you're mm-hmm. a thought leader or yeah. something. So yeah, I would say it's a right. What I love about coaches, they're not afraid to invest in themselves. Uh, me, and most coaches, I mean, that's just, that's just a few of my books back there. I got I could have a whole room filled uh, with books. Or, uh, but most yeah. coaches are spending a fortune on books, personal uh-huh. development courses, conferences, everything else. So I think it's great for you guys because they, yeah. uh, they're willing to invest in themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. I, that sounds I, like us, though. Yeah, I mean, us We're too. Not we, also, <laughs> we, uh, we also do a lot of, a lot of, of that, that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's that's good to know. It's like it's kind of it's kind of something that, that we're also passionate about because I also like the idea of helping people who help people because that's usually what coaches do and it's just yeah. really cool yeah. um, to be able but to facilitate thought, that. Maybe it's taken or whatever. If you have like a really cool name for the coaching, like coach casting, I'm just... I can't believe you just up. said that. that. that yeah. That's, that's, that's one what, of the ones, yeah. We already, yeah. We've already got, got it. it. Yeah. Done. I was yeah. going to buy the URL and try to sell it to you for like 10 grand, <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> Literally, Coachcast is what we were talking yeah, about. We, we're going to say Coachcast because you know, like we're we're going to have the the podcast and then the business and then the community is going to be Coachcast and you, yeah, you know all yeah, about yeah, that we strategy to have a stuff. Yeah, that's great, great minds think alike. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're kind of winding down. Um. But I I do want to know. Like I would have liked to also get more into. Um. Like y- your business and what what inspires you and all these different things. But like I mean. Like I said, most people are listening for for podcast related stuff, so I hope you don't mind that we focused mostly on that. Um, but I do want to ask you, like, in in terms of um, in terms of how many things that you do. I mean, you 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 do tons and tons of things, and you're running this podcast. How are you able to stay sharp and and energized without like burning out? Like, I'm 23, and sometimes I feel like I'm like I'm burning. I'm I'm already burning out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, enjoy your 20s. They go fast because I'm 44. I'll be probably 45, 45 in late June by the time this comes out. Um, yeah. I think of myself in my 20s, but then I talk to people in the 20s like, no, nah, I'm, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, what I'd say is, is the key is to find something you enjoy doing. And I know it's cliche to say find, enjoy, find something you enjoy doing. You won't work a day, a day in your life. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's true. And too many people are chasing the dollar. They think, oh, I'll do this in the online space because I heard it's the easiest way to make money. Mm-hmm. So they're jumping into like crypto or 
you know, the, the, all this other stuff that maybe they don't enjoy. They just think it's a, the quickest way to vast wealth. And if you find something you enjoy, like I've been doing this now for over nine years, it feels like three or four years. It doesn't feel yeah. like nine years. And it doesn't feel like work. Sometimes I feel guilty because um, I look at, you know, people who are working, especially in Canada in the winter, to get out 10 feet of snow, drive into the office, everything yeah. else. And I've been like pajama pants and slippers, <laughs> you know, the desk that do work. And, yeah. and, and in a way, I feel guilty when you am being paid and compensated well for this. But yeah, I, I think um, that that would be my suggestion, find something that you really enjoy doing uh, with it. Yeah. But you also have to, my issue is I'm a, a recovering workaholic because my background's in real estate, uh, yeah. where I was used to just go, go, go 100 plus yeah. hours a week and always on the phone and everything else. And I can sometimes lean towards working too much. I have to say to myself, okay, Mark, shut down the laptop and mm -hmm. watch. Like right now, I'm binge watching Succession. You know, I love the show. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't feel guilty either because I'm like, no, I need some time to decompress here and yeah. you know, watch a binge worthy show. Sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. 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 Sure. Good advice. I, I think, uh, I mean, it can be difficult because you're, you know, you say like, do, do what you love. And, but sometimes depending on, on where you go, it can be hard to find the, the dollar in the amounts that you might want to, to live the life that you want. So it is, it's like, it's hard to find, um, that balance of, of trying to, trying to build a, a career that's based on something that you love so that you're not getting burnt out. But while also like, I mean, you want to have a good amount of money because you, you, yeah. you know, you want to be able to support your family and have a beautiful, uh, place to live and, and be able to travel and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with building it up on the side too. I find in the online space and entrepreneurial world, there's a little bit of shaming of, Oh, someone has an office job, corporate job. Hugely. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, for the first almost year of my coaching business, I had a sales position here. Um, cool. in my home of province. And uh, it was great because I, I got to work from home with the sales position so I could do both build on the side. But um, you can build up your coaching or whatever you're doing once it, you start seeing uh, consistent revenue coming in and you're um, feeling good about it, then you can give your notice. But it doesn't have to be on day one because yeah. there's nothing worse if that's your only source of income and let's say coaching, you need to get a client tomorrow to pay the bills. You're going to be choosing some bad clients. So I always say mm -hmm. don't be like Jerry Maguire. Um, you know, that movie where uh, Tom Cruise goes in and uh, quits, you know, in the office. Renee Zellweger is the only one that goes with him. And he's like, who's with me? Who's with me? And then he rolls up his sleeve and gets the office goldfish. He's like, this is my fish. I paid for it or whatever. Um, don't, don't do that, like, with your boss. Wait wait till you build it up and then you can make a graceful exit over Even though you may want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah it totally. doesn't have to be on day one. There's no, no harm in building up side hustles. I know people have done their side hustle five, ten years the same time you know as working mm -hmm. and then they made the switch over oh, yeah sure. totally totally so um we know where to find you we'll link it below there's all sorts of different things that that you that you offer there's your um your coaching jungle facebook group which is like are you are you at all sort of like selective about who comes in there is it all coaches or well we're not coaches and we're up in there and Yeah no I mean uh it's anyone interested in coaching could be an aspiring coach someone thinking about it I mean we don't let people in if they have no profile picture they're a member yeah. of 2000 groups 
Yeah. Um, if they look like a Playboy model with an obviously fake profile, like, oh, mm-hmm. that could be a spammer, you know? So there's yeah. things like that, but it's, yeah, we don't say, hey, are you a coach? You have to be a coach to come in here. It's, right. yeah, a little more open. Okay, so lots of people can join the program then, um, or the the group. Yeah, we're in there, and what, I mean, I look I look at stuff just because. Well, we we want to work with coaches, and that's probably a good place for us to learn about what they what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, you've got the um, Natural Born Coaches podcast, which is like a wealth of knowledge uh, for anybody who's interested in that. And anywhere else that you like people to find you, what if somebody wants to work with you? Yeah, I mean, naturalbornCoaches.com is a central hub. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also uh, just getting onto YouTube, and, and it's the early days, but I'd appreciate if anyone gets a chance, check out the channel. It's Mark Mawitty. Um So you can go to naturalbornCoaches.com slash YouTube. And if you could subscribe, that would help me out because I'm pushing to um, I will grow do that. that channel here in the early days. Sure, yeah. of, course. of course. Yes, we, we'll subscribe to you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. I, uh, I think it's, it's, it's really cool to be able to have this conversation. I'm really grateful that you, that you took some time for us little youngsters and youngsters in the business world, trying to, trying to make it and, um, and enjoy the rest of your, your day. And we'll, we'll, uh, send you some awesome, awesome content from this to share around, like you said. Yeah. Thanks for the invite guys. Thank you.